In the darkest depths of the Twist My Arm Network, there were three nerdy dudes. But they were no ordinary dudes. These dudes were Marvel fanboy dudes. They bleed Marvel. If there was ever a time for these three nerdy dudes to come out of the shadows and spew all their Marvel chunks, it was the year 2021. We are the Marvel Canon Madness Podcast. Welcome to Marvel Canon Madness. And uh, if you voted for Sharon Carter to be the power broker, I extremely dislike you. But I am a man of my word, and I am wearing the Wonder Woman outfit. So we, uh, we've got things to talk about, as this is the premiere of Loki, episode one. And... What what more could I ask for than a great set of co-hosts to do this with? So uh, let me introduce them. We're going to start with Chip. What's happening? I'm Chip. <laughs> How's it going, sir? Well, I'm doing a lot better seeing you in that. Uh, yes, yes. It's a full figure. <clears throat> it's Very pretty glorious. Slim. Oh yeah, came with bracers and uh, knee-high boots, but I am not going to stand up in the dress. I will just flash you a little bit of my star-spangled skirt, that, so you know it is there. Man, that um, is wonderful. <laughs> yes, and uh, my next co-host is the person who should be wearing a slave Leia outfit, but uh, you know how things are. The the Marvel Sharon Carter fiasco was rigged. So let me introduce you to our normal host, Josh. <laughs> oh, yuck it what up. A beautiful sight that is. Oh, man. You're looking great Strike over there. Wonder Roy, man. <laughs> Uh, i keep feeling wonderful. like this is gonna fall down on me man i'm it's not very just, very tight <laughs> i'm speechless it's just wonderful to to see my winning bet come to fruition oh it's just ah it's a beautiful sight that's for yeah. sure well i uh i figure we have a whole series ahead of us there's plenty of time to make another bet and more costumes maybe uh, absolutely. I'm sure there will be another bet going on in this show. I think that should probably be the thing that we do here. But we're, we're going to have to get Chip in on the next one, I think. Yes. I uh, I highly think we could get Chip to dress up in a variety of outfits. 
So yeah, I'm, I'm sure we could get something. I mean, his his action figures are interchangeable, so I'm sure his outfits are interchangeable too. Man, I am a full figured zero, so uh, my cosplay options are limitless. Yes, it's incredible. Uh, and Reckonixie, I love how you kept that hat, kept his hat on though. Hmm. Yes, because I couldn't find a wig, and you know, <laughs> admittedly, I should have just called Reckonixie because. Uh, Ixie has a large variety of wigs at her disposal. Oh so. man, it's okay. This is wonderful, though. Can we get a? Can we get like a, a model walk? Maybe you could stand up and show us the whole outfit because you're you're going all out with this. So let's just. Oh yes. Yeah. Do do do. Look at that. Oh, that's. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh man, you know, you know when your wife gets mad at you now, she's gonna make you wash dishes in that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have I have never appreciated the screenshot function more than this second. <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, well <laughs> just to clarify too, we are live, so people listening to the podcast, you need to go check out the live video of this at youtube.com slash podcast because then you can see what we're talking about. Roy is in a full-fledged Wonder Woman costume, and it yeah. is glorious. We we might get to see it on an Instagram post in the next day or two. Oh, oh I'm sure. That might happen. Twitter, you will probably most definitely see a, a modeling pose. Uh, <laughs> That's a good, Compliments yep. of my wife being the vo- uh, photographer. <laughs> They will be very oh, tasteful. Man. It's mm. it's great. <laughs> I I, uh, I will relish in this the entire episode, and uh, I th- yep. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's yep. that's it. I'm excited to talk about Loki because this this show so is my, fantastic. Uh, so. so much happened in this show, and I think we're gonna we're gonna go into our first part, and I believe I have it titled "Glorious." purpose yes that's the name of the episode correct yes glorious purpose (laughs) (laughs) so with that uh the opening scene we go right back yes here comes the spoilers if you have not watched it yet absolutely uh, absolutely lurk in the background go watch it quick (laughs) yeah i know jesse has some other things to do thanks for stopping in jesse uh i'm sure you had an eyeful (laughs) but uh if you don't mind the spoilers and you want to stay and you want to just hang out we're happy to have you so we're gonna go right into the battle of new york because this is right where it picks up from endgame after uh the avengers went back in time to steal the tesseract so with that being said uh the scene sets up as they are getting ready to go down the elevator correct should we and... read a synopsis first? We should probably read that oh, basic ass. Yeah, look at this guy. Episode. I'm stepping I'm just all excited. over my toes. I have one, one job. Man just running through. <laughs> okay, okay. It is only my second time hosting. I'm a little it's nervous because okay. I'm wearing a, a weird ass <laughs> outfit. Yeah. Yeah. You look great. You're doing great. It's, you it's know fantastic. What? I, Josh, you host. I'm just going to sit here and look pretty for you. <laughs> All right, so we're going to so start this episode gonna... off with the synopsis. Chip is going to go ahead and read the synopsis for us on episode one of Loki, Glorious Purpose. 
Loki, the god of mischief, finds himself out of time and in an unusual place and forced against his godly disposition to cooperate with others. (laughs) And that's it. (laughs) Yeah, IMDb had a pretty pretty basic ass (laughs) synopsis. I don't think they want to spoil too much right now. But we are here for the spoilers. So, (laughs) all right, Roy, you're up, Buttercup. (laughs) Okay. So uh, the whole scene, um, it's it's weird going back to that time period because you got to think that was what twelve years ago now, and Mm -hmm. uh, we do actually get some new footage in these little image settings. But uh, going going back, it picks up right with the Tesseract being stolen by Loki and him teleporting out. As it should. So, yes. I agree. I think we talked about that before when, when we were talking about this show that, like, I'm pretty sure that we had talked about how it's going to start right at Endgame. I th- you know, actually, right now that you mentioned that, I feel like we actually made that exact prediction that it would start Start with right him there in the mm-hmm. lobby, yeah. Which so is good, good even, on us. I, I think it's even cooler that they started there because we're not getting the 2020 Loki, we're getting the 2012 Loki. It's a different person. Like, if you think about after his mom dies, after Thor Ragnarok, um, all the way up until he dies in um, Infinity War. He changed so much from that first Avengers movie. Like in this series, he's still fucking hell bent on domination and ruling. And so it's, it's a, it's just a really fun, like uh, blast from the past, I guess. And to kind of see like him change in a different way, because obviously that's what what we're going to see. We're going to see 2012 Loki dude that's ripping out people's eyeballs and killing as many people as he can, we're going to see him go through a completely different change than we did in the original MCU. If you would, was that in the very... first movie when he tore a dude's eye out? Like, I yeah. do not remember that scene, bruh. Whose eye did he tear out? Uh, uh, just a security guard. He needed to get into the building, yep. and he had the eye scanner thing. And yeah, it's the it's the first scene where we get um, Iron Man and. I think it's actually just Iron Man shows up, isn't it? Or is it? No, uh, it's, it's Cap. Oh, uh, okay. Cap, and That's... then Iron Man shows up with the with the thing, and it's playing ACDC, and yeah, and he's like, "Hey, Reindeer Games, or whatever." That's <laughs> that's the scene where the guy, the old guy's like, "Oh, we, I, used, I remember tyrants like you. There's yeah, always somebody exactly. like you." Okay, well, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. So uh, that little he can shape shift. Little... He can. <laughs> that little, uh, that little what? brief interlude before he teleports uh, out of that building. Did you guys notice of the changes to the Avengers movie scenes? Yes, the extended. They were like extended scenes a little bit. Yes, and like different um, angles. We got to see different angles of like what I feel like Hulk. We got a different angle of him when he was. It was like from Loki's point of view inside the elevator when they're telling Hulk, no, you can't come in. And he waves at him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. And I 
I loved the music, the Avengers music, where they took it from that, and this might sound like foreign language to you, but they took it from that major key and dropped it into like a minor key um, mm -hmm. to signify that this was more of a villain story instead of that, you know, hopeful hero story. Yeah. And I really liked the difference in the music um, as far as like the Avengers theme is pretty cool. And that is something that Marvel has a really good grasp of is their their orchestral sounds and everything that they do for the soundtracks. Yeah. They reuse so much of the music they've done and then they just basically re-edit it to a new version. They right. they do a different mix. Um so then he teleports and we have him in Mongolia. Of all the places you could go, you go to Mongolia. You could use this, the Tesseract to go to any planet anywhere, and you go to Mongolia. Sure. <laughs> you know, I, I almost feel like he didn't pick. He just said, somewhere safe, or like, away from here. Uh, like, yeah. So, uh, with, he knew what he was doing. With that, that scene and him coming through a portal and careening into the desert, was there anything that came to mind to you? Uh, either of you um a little bit of thor um kind of when thor and the hammer were thrown down into the what was it the nevada desert mm -hmm. in the first thor movie it was kind of mm -hmm. like uh the beginning of that story what did what did you notice it's um, like uh go ahead i think it's like um well i mean it was very reminiscent of like any of the any of the big crashes like uh like the first time tony stark like flies out of the cave and he just like wrecks in the desert uh when Rhodey gets shot out and he crashes down uh, just really reminiscent to like any of the times that like the hero takes like a massive fall mm -hmm. so I agree with Chip with the the Tony Stark comment. When I when I saw this and it going to the desert and him careening down and then him laying in the sand, my initial thought was, "Hey, it's Tony Stark," because Tony Stark before the crash was technically not a great guy. He sold weapons, you know, he wasn't a hero, um, and for me it was kind of like the birth of a journey to becoming a hero. <laughs> and I wonder if we're going to get more of a hero Loki in this setting, not, not, not like an anti-hero, but more of a genuine hero. And that, that makes sense. I mean, I basically, I guess I didn't even think about the fact that every other hero has had some sort of fall like that. And it is kind of like the intro to a hero story, which is that's, that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. and I wonder if this is kind of a precursor hint to, um, maybe somewhat of Loki joining the Avengers eventually, if he maybe survives the, the series, like. Are we about to have a Thunderbolt watch right now? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Loki was an Avenger at one point, albeit briefly, you know. So uh, Wasn't there I, a Dark Avengers? I don't think he was a Dark Avenger. He wasn't a Dark it, Avenger, though. 
Yeah. Mm. It, it had to, there was a comic series where they were up against the Enchantress and uh, Loki basically was kind of put on a pedestal and slowly started to see some of his errors. Though by the end of the episode, he was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not a hero. <laughs> that could be something that happens in this, because I feel like yeah. in this first episode, he was kind of thrown into the errors of his ways, you know? Oh, he saw kind a lot of, of them. To... Yeah. Um, so after that, uh, we get the first appearance of the TVA, the, the bucket heads. The time cops. Because time cops uh, i'm gonna call them bucket heads because those helmets are not flattering one bit and i'm saving I think it that was hunter 15 yep b15, b15. i want to say b yeah um i don't know who the actress is on her but she's she was pretty badass during the episode um but something also like as uh, the time cops are appearing and loki is with the mongolians they didn't understand him, you know. I'm sorry, Josh. Did you have something? Oh yeah, I was just. Uh, this is this is my signal to to let yeah. you know that I have something to say whenever whenever you're ready to let me talk. It's just it's I that, that you know it's it's wonderful. Um, I was just gonna say, uh, Hunter B15 was played by Wunmi Musaku. Um, she is in his house, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Lovecraft Country, and Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. Ooh. I have heard she is really good in Lovecraft Country. I I have that on my list, but I have not watched it yet. But I I've heard she's really good in it. Okay. I, I, I haven't heard I haven't seen anything. I've heard it's really good, but I haven't seen it yet. So Josh, when the when the time cops show up, uh that entire little engagement between them right there, what were what kind of feelings did you have about that? What did you notice? Like the initial the first time you see the time cops? Yeah. Oh man. I mean I, I kind of was just like, oh, what's about to happen? Like this whole episode was just what's going on? What's about to happen? Where are they going with this? Uh is that Mephisto? I mean, I literally <laughs> asked that question at some point in time. But like I just this whole episode is just full of questions. And so I think at first I was like, oh. Who are these guys? Oh, what's that collar thing? Oh, this is cool. Oh, a time baton. Tight. Like, there was just a lot of really cool um, questions, you know? And it was, I, I mean, yeah. when they say, when they say, okay, reset the timeline. Mm -hmm. What? And they say that like four different times in this episode. Reset the timeline. Yeah. And I, I'm really curious to know what that actually entails like what does that oh, man. mean when they reset the timeline let me tell you because they pretty much tell you exactly what it means so like that little device that they drop is like a time it's a tachyon bomb essentially that thing is going to nuke your entire timeline so it doesn't matter like where or when they set it off like the entire like loki was on the main thread right then he tesseracts out which creates a new thread that entire thread just got collapsed down. So like every single living being on that alternate reality just got killed off. So like the TVA may not necessarily be like good people because they literally just genocided like 
nonillions of lives. So just so throwing they that just, out there. They just literally like any of those splits in the timeline. They talk a lot about the splits in the timeline in this. They just off that split, they just cut it at the head. Uh, yep. Done dealing. Yeah. GG well played. Oh, um, throughout, wow. throughout the episode, you also hear a few terms pruning, trimming, because they're timeline branches. They make it real gentle. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are blowing my skull right now. Um, That's uh, really crazy dude, he, considering. He tells like, that little. He tells yeah. that the little, little girl, kid. wait outside, wait outside, it'll be over soon. Because he's nuking her entire timeline. Bloop, mm-hmm. you don't exist. GG, well played. Well, they still exist on the sacred Whoa. timeline, but all variants. So you got to think about this. They're committing genocide every time they do it because technically the variants are still living beings. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're not like fictional. I mean, well, the fractional character, but like each one of those variants is like a fully fledged living being. They don't like split mm. a soul or anything across all the different timelines. Like, unless they're going to say that, oh and that's why they God. have that like soul checking machine. So maybe they do share a soul on the MCU's multiverse. But like, I don't know. Well, we do know from previous uh, shows, such as WandaVision, that Nexus beans are unlike there cannot be a variant of a nexus bean that bean exists across all timelines as one soul bean yep yep but so i wonder see, if that affects I, I, the original being like like what what's this earth called is this earth 616 is that like mm-hmm. our our avengers earth have they confirmed that it's 616 um, no, the, I think it's still the point whatever zero zero zero. Okay. Um, Jesse had told us about this earlier, and I can't remember the number off the top of my head. But, but like, so every single person out of that, like, out of the original timeline, any mm-hmm. variant out of that, how would that affect the original person in the timeline? It so, wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't at all. Like, like they wouldn't have any sort of like. Like, man, I had the shittiest day at work today. Nothing went right. And what if one of my variants was dying in another timeline? And that's why my shit is all messed up because my variant is out there suffering. Is that what's going on? Because that'd be messed up. (laughs) No, if anything, like as your variants got killed off, you'd get more powerful like the one. Mm. They they call it a nexus event. It is a event in some fashion, whether it be small or large, that changes the timeline as a whole. And they kind of allude to this later on in the TVA headquarters when they explain, oh, you clocked in late for work this day. Well, you weren't supposed to. You were supposed to be on time. You being late means your boss stubbed his toe, which means that so-and-so like crashed yeah, their he... car through a window. Yeah. Wow. That's so, that's a really insane concept. And it, I mean it makes sense now that you say that like they're just wiping off those branches. And oh that just I mean I feel like that makes them more of a villain than Thanos. Pretty heavy implications there. Yeah. Yes. Um huh. so those the time wands that they have. I want to touch on this real quick. You see the the Minutemen hold them the time cops hold them differently every time you they go in 
at points they're holding them like a gun at points mm. they're holding them like a baton you know and then at other times they're holding them like a rod where they've got it right in the middle grip mm. and then i'm pretty sure it's not an overlook because it's marvel but you tend not to overlook those but i think they're multifaceted functions uh because we know the time wand can slow someone down to one sixteenth time they could probably slow them down more we know that they can disintegrate with them what other kinds of things can that those wands that every minute man walks around with what other kind Man, of things do they have that do power wise and how cool was that to get to hit loki in the face and his like face just blah, 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 uh-huh. really oh i want slow. that as a gift dude that like I tried, <laughs> to, I tried to find that as a gift to like use for the ig post i made earlier but like couldn't find it yet <sighs> give it a day or two somebody will make it and i am you know i bet there's some sort of displacement side on that where they shoot at you and it puts you in a different timeline or a different place mm-hmm. i mean there's there's gotta be right if if they're able to slow time and like basically what do they call it prune you yeah. <laughs> yeah. then they have to have some sort of way of transporting you you know and I, I think it's so good that d uh b15 has basically desensitized herself to the whole scenario because she she does it to loki smacks him and so just matter of factly says one sixteenth of the speed, all of the pain. Yeah. Color him and process him. Yeah. I it's like you know, and from what we learn later, I also feel like those those first ones come in like and just instantly point their guns at him and co- and cock him. And then like she comes in like looking at her scanner. And uh did you catch she says it's it's just a standard variant or just yes. a standard variation? So like they came in like halfway expecting that they were like jumping the bad loki that's like murking everybody off that's why they came in staggered too so they could like you know have the initial ones come in and then she comes in to like take him out after he's revealed himself yeah interesting Uh, and so do you guys think like to skip way far ahead do you guys really think that they're after a different loki variant so one of the cool things that they recently acknowledged was loki being gender fluid which means he can pretty much be whatever he wants identify however he wants um oh okay so and okay it's well it could be a female version of loki then yeah we could have a female version of loki we could have a fox version of loki we could have a kid version of loki mm-hmm. um there's okay. so many president loki which we know we're getting mm-hmm. um there's so many differentials that of what he could be or she or they you know it, it that kind of blew my mind that this is the this is what they're going with and that they're going to that they revealed that right beforehand because i mean by mythology loki i don't know if you knew this is uh slepnir's mother odin Hor- odin's horses mother okay yeah yeah what (laughs) (laughs) it's it's just like a weird and random thing okay as guardians who knew huh they into that freaky shit (laughs) yeah so uh we 
we then go to the um, processing center, right? Yeah, and, and we have no idea what time they're in either, do we? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't believe we do because even Mobius, and I've heard a lot of people calling him Morbius. It is Mobius. Um, Jared Leto is Morbius. Come on, guys. Yes. <laughs> but my boy. One, of the, one of the big things is <laughs> you skip through all these timelines, but Mobius says time flows differently here. And then later on in the episode, we do hear about, oh, this is technology from the third millennia. So year 3000 and I don't, forward, so. I think we're in the microverse. Like, I don't, I don't think we're in the normal timeline. Like we're in the microverse. See, and you mean like, you mean like the, the thing that quantum verse, the quantum, quantum, quantum verse, realm. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Yeah. We're in the quantum verse, yeah. quantum realm, quantum verse. Yep. Yep. And I, I, you know, I kind of tend to agree with that because um, when he was down, when Scott Lang was down there, you know, he thought he was down there for what, a couple days, a couple hours. It was, and it was five like years. Five years. Yeah. So I, I think you're right. I think it's a different, maybe a different part of the, the quantum. Like a realm. pocket dimension down there. Mm. Like, yep. Hmm. Better so, it that's exists an interesting at thought. A, Better it exists like at a nexus point, and so it exists like in all times simultaneously. Yes. Um, so oh man, they're gonna get real confusing. This is gonna be are. like our intro to Multiverse of Madness. It's gonna be our like our like they, training yeah. wheels to understand what that movie's actually about. It might get a little convoluted. Yes, this is gonna force people who kind of just watch out of order to actually maybe sit down and you know pay attention a little bit more hmm. if they want to enjoy some of these off off shoot tv shows do you think that's going to kill it a little bit do you think people are going to be put no. off by the fact that they have to watch loki in order to understand what's going on in a separate movie no because what you'll get is i i think it will actually help podcasts and youtube channels and stuff like that because they'll want to know they'll go into it watch it be kind of confused they'll go to a podcast or a, a youtube channel they'll see our information and then they'll be like oh i didn't watch what i didn't watch winter soldier i need to go watch winter soldier or i didn't watch wandavision all the way through because i couldn't get past the first two episodes you know right. i i think it'll I think it'll spur them to go back and rewatch something because at this point, you know, the pandemic is kind of slowing down. People are still inside. They still need that entertainment and mm. there's plenty of it to be had. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's just interesting. I, I I'm so excited to see where this one, I am more excited about this show than any of the other series so far than WandaVision mm -hmm. or Fat W's because this one I really feel like has the most um, direct effect to the MCU and everything that we really are paying attention to. Yes. You know, the, the after end game, basically. Um, and I, I mean, I like how how he was so upset this whole episode that he was doing what he was supposed to be doing. 
I don't, I don't do what I'm, I do what I want. And they're like, are you sure? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, and your entire point. purpose is to help other people achieve the best versions of themselves. And that's yeah. all you're there for, bro. Dude, Ouch. how much would that just sting? Just right into the heart and twisting the knife, man. Like, <laughs> but he that, could literally like, show you your entire past, present, and future and be like, oh, mm-hmm. look, this is all you're good for. Cool. Like, ouch, Phil. Population you, bro. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. And it's, it's a nice callback to Phil Colson during that, too. I, they, oh, yeah. I feel like they did a good job of summing up his entire and you might say this is a new um origin story for him because if this loki survives this entire series and i say if because we don't know they might trim him at the end of it oh they will um or he'll do something to save the timeline maybe that kills him in the process we don't know. Yeah, because I mean, we got to remember that this is a variant now. This mm-hmm. Loki that we're about to fall in love with is not the Loki that we know from Endgame. That's it's true. It's a totally different Loki. But... No, this Loki is fresh off of getting smashed by the Hulk. And yes. like, he just got his entire story arc like jam packed into a five minute montage. Like, so. Right. But know. what I'm saying really is interesting. That that this Loki is going to be completely different. So like you yeah. think about after Avengers, we watched Thor two, we watched Avengers mm-hmm. age of Ultron and then infinity war and all these stories with Loki, Thor three, all that stuff. And every time we're like, ah, screw Loki, oh, man, he's cool. But like, he's always messing things up. Oh man. Thanos <laughs> finally killed him. Like in this show, by the end of it, we're going to be like crying because Loki dies. I don't remember crying in Infinity War when Loki died. I was like, oh, how sad. But, you know, Trickster's going to trick. So, like, this one, I mean, I really have a feeling we're going to just fall in love with this particular character. And it's going to be completely different from any other Loki we've seen. No, I I agree. Yeah. I, I would maybe argue that a little bit, though. Because, like, Infinity War, when Loki died, I was kind of upset. Because, I mean, just the pain you saw on Thor's face and the fact that he was starting to kind of redeem himself. Yeah, but you weren't upset because you loved Loki. You were upset because you loved Thor. And it was hard to see Thor go through his almost reconciled brother. It's hard to see him die. Like, I mean, honestly, like we cared about Thor and his feelings in that moment. We're fresh off Thor Ragnarok, one of the best Mm -hmm. MCU movies you know like i i really think that the reason we felt the way we did in infinity war was because of thor and not loki himself okay that's fair i i can see that um so how did you guys feel about the falling floors oh when we started processing yeah. made, well like, on his way there he's like He's like, you got that? What, what is this thing? He's like, oh, it's the Tesseract. And he's like, that sounds dumb. Was that Casey, I think he says yeah. it? Tesseract sounds dumb. Casey <laughs> was definitely a star during this. And I hope I hope he, we get a lot more of him throughout the show. I hope we get um, a Jimmy Woo Casey story. That'd be yeah. awesome. And, the, like, and it's weird I noticed it, but one of the things I noticed right away about Casey is if you're looking at his shirt, 
he's got two pens in his pocket, but he's not wearing a pocket protector, so he's got a blue splotch that's expanding. Oh. <laughs> that's funny. I did not I notice, notice that. that. Great. So he looks like <laughs> awesome. a nerd, but clearly he's not an uber nerd. Right. Um. So that first room that he enters in after he's shoved in there by B-15, uh, you get a fallout looking robot you know and some of the music in the background's starting to get ominous you know and it's funny that as soon as he gets touched the first thing that you know he says to the robot is this is fine as guardian leather don't touch it you know the finest and he just he just burns it off oh yeah See, yeah here's what i think your have... leather yeah <laughs> yeah you gotta have the obligatory uh topless hero scene like Oh. Gotta show off that uh, workout routine you've been doing, bro. Oh, you're not wrong. We did get it. I think this entire episode was a good version of showing humility and humbleness to Loki. Because, like, every other take has him being surprised and fearful of something. I mean, when they just, like, zip his clothes off, the, the look on his face, like, what just happened? You know that's a power grade above him and it's coming from just some random robot in front of him. Yes, Josh. So I think, uh, that humility and humble humbleness was shoved down his throat and we saw him become more humble because it like at the beginning of this episode, he's like, I am a God. You can't mess with me. And then by the end, he's like, I am worthless. And I don't like you, you get to, you see the breakdown of him. This episode was all about breaking Loki down into an actual person that has like a conscience. I really, yeah, I really think that all of the, uh, like the fact that he saw himself get his mom killed. He saw the fact that like, by the end he did get his father's like, Odin still accepted him as his son, even after that. Thor still accepted him as his brother, even after that. He, like, so, like, I don't know. And to a god whose, like, life is eternal, seeing your death has to, like, that's got to be kind of a, kind of a shocking realization. Dude, and if he if watched anything's going to make you rethink your, uh, rethink your path, that's, like, yeah. part of that's what it'll and do if it. he watched his own death with captions on, like I did, I was dis- like, I was definitely freaked out. Like, if Loki's Crunch. watching that with captions on and it says "bones crunching," he's gonna be like, "Oh, Jesus!" Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I I think he got the implication from his eyes th- during that scene on yeah. the ship when they show his eyes how they bloodshot and they get more red. Mm-hmm. You know, it it was very yeah. graphic. Yeah. Um, Notice they didn't show a lot of that though. Yeah. No. Yeah. They, yeah, in this I, show, I they uh, definitely took some of that violence out of there. And it, mm-hmm. it's funny, Chip, when you mentioned, you know, it goes mother's love, father's love. And each one says love. You know, I love you. I love you. I love you. And then brother's love when they acknowledge. And you, you even hear Loki say, uh, or Thor go, I'd hug you if, if, if you were real. And he goes, I am real, you know. Uh, I titled that one true emotion. I'm a real boy, dad, because it's like, <laughs> that's like, we it, know that I, we know that yeah. he's a frost giant, 
So mm -hmm. it, it's it full circle on him being accepted for who he was by his true family. Yeah. I like the uh, the robot scene too. Um, do you declare that you are a human and not a robot? And he's like, uh, do a lot of people not know they're robots? Step through. And then like, I love that that yeah, question yeah. was like confirmation enough. He's just like, all right, step through. Like, you're good. <laughs> yeah, you're good. You're good. Third, you're third floor existence. Come on in. <laughs> and that's that's after we see the the possible flurgan. Uh, yeah, flurgan. second floor. He goes to the the written word. Do you oh, agree that this right. is everything you've ever said? And it seems right. like that's a little light for being Loki because Loki likes to talk. I mean, those are pretty thin pieces of paper. Mm -hmm. And you saw you how know, much if they were all filler, front and back. How much filler was on there for just what? So yeah. <laughs> I liked how that that scene shut him up. It's like one of the first times that you ever see Loki just stop talking. Yes. Um. The soul detector was a good, uh, good lead into acknowledging like LMDs, oh. life model decoys. Also, this, this is for people that believe they have a soul or something of the sort. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, the, confirmed by the Marvel Universe, you have a soul, you agnostic. F no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Some, some cultures, uh, <laughs> you know, what's what's the words he used? Uh, consider this to be a soul or yeah <laughs> along those lines and uh it's wonderful i wonder if does that mean we never get any ultron variants no you would definitely have ultron variants because the organic dude that created him would create him so like any ultron created by a variant would be a variant yeah but he's a he, and he is a true sentient life form is what he considers himself though so would he technically have a soul or would he be yeah, but those do the time cops consider him what that you know like real or sentient nah no soul yeah. on ultron but no then, soul on the vision well that's the thing the soul he had or no he has the mind stone so that's... which gives but the, him but the infinity stones don't matter to the time they don't cops. matter here which is funny because that means if vision ended up here he would immediately die anyways see and oh re real quick about those uh time stones or the the infinity stones when casey says that some of the dudes use the time stones as paperweights mm -hmm. just realize that there are no soul stones in casey's cart and so the implication is that they're using people's souls to hold their paper down just to make them in darker uh maybe maybe wow. because they're i actually have a count here of what's what stones <laughs> are in that case my man zero stones so um but before we get to that because that's a little bit further down um right. yeah, the yeah. take a ticket scene mm. uh, with miss minute or whatever her name is yes miss minute uh, there is a lot to take in during that scene, and it just seems like there's an overage of things. I don't even think I got it on three watch-throughs today of the show. Okay? They, they like to talk about madness and multiverse in that a lot. They do. Uh, they refer to it as a nexus event. 
that creates a uh, multiverse of madness. Mm-hmm. They legitimately say multiverse of madness. Um, we also see a poster on the wall, and that is, um, what does it say? Something about cleaning your clock. You'll get your mm-hmm. clock cleaned. Yeah, stay in line you'll, or you'll get your clock cleaned. And Miss Minute is just standing on top of some dude. Curb stomping um, him. <laughs> and then, you know, Loki that. takes his ticket. They play this little 70s animation, you know, explains the time variations, all that. And a great war, time war of timelines that happened at one point. And if you watch all the original branching timelines, each one is a color of an infinity stone. Interesting. So is, are That's they a good each sac- if they are each sacred paths, did they cut it down to just one path? And we know that the Time Council is the, the group that did this. And then they talked about the great war or multiverse war i think yes that is exactly what i i was just talking about how the timelines that they show in the little animation and that one is there's six of them they're each a different color of a time okay so so then what do you think is a is a multiverse war do you think that's something of when people find out that the time cops are just disintegrating their entire timelines they're like hold up wait a minute we deserve to live too um fuck you guys i think that goes into the little (laughs) bit of animation where you see that yellow line and then all the red lines and suddenly it just becomes this intricate just web yeah i think that is what that kind of event would be man and it'd be like i I wonder like if the timelines cross each other if that affects other timelines so like in thor the dark world when you would they were throwing items through those little portals and it was going back and forth between those portals or Mm -hmm. realms or whatever. I wonder if there would be something like that where you're shifting into different timelines and then you start seeing your doppelganger and then timelines start exploding. Yep. Because that's what Um, happens, right? When you you see your doppelganger, like... Supposedly, yes. When you travel in the past, (laughs) your future self sees your present self. Supposedly, you explode or you, you know implode or vacuum into yourself it's they're getting crazy with this for for the mcu they're i man this is about to get nuts um we then have uh time svu with mobius back in oh in the church 1549 when he's playing detective yeah we find out that mobius's whole whole thing is he he's basically the um, the detective of the agency that tracks down ultra violent uh, variants, and we already kind of touched on him talking to the kid and everything. Did you notice what the stained glass windows were inside the the chapel? Yeah, they had they had a uh, Mephisto on it. Well, yeah, Mephisto confirmed he's clearly the hooded <laughs> figure that burns everybody with fire. Exactly. I, I feel saying. like that was a great nod to the fans wanting Mephisto. I think so too. Yeah, that was um, a little cheeky. Yeah, definitely. I, I found it. Well, a and they weird. did the same thing with Nightmare because uh, yeah. they mentioned like something. Uh, Loki's like they're talking about the different departments. He's with uh, 
Owen Wilson and, and he's yeah, like, yeah. oh, I'll make your life a nightmare. And he's like, that's a different department, but I'd love to take them out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll burn that one down. Yeah. I find it I find it odd that the little French and the little French kid didn't wasn't like terrified or scared of the phone like device. Like you would think a kid from the 16th century seeing that or 15th century technically seeing something like that would be like witchcraft. <laughs> you know, but, point but to the devil out and drop it when he taps phone. it, it pops up. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know. But nah, he was completely I think kids are a little more it. curious than that. Kids are a little more at in in awe of those kind of things instead of running from them. I feel like maybe, especially when uh, you've got a funny little dude doing little dances. Well, I'm Jiggle Billy. Let's commence to jiggling. Yeah, and I'm wondering. There's a lot of little things that I question <laughs> that I'm not sure um, if they'll play in. Uh, do you guys think the bubble gum, the kablooey bubble gum, will fit into the storyline later on? Well, it did have a, it had a devil on it. It had Mephisto on it. So, was it a devil though? I thought so. To me, it just looked like a dude with a goatee. I didn't see any horns on it. Mephisto confirmed. And uh, the the flavor was blue. Um, blueberry and it was spelled b-l-o-o just like kablooey Kablooey. was b-l-o-o-i yeah i guess because they're gonna blow shit up it's just seeing that that's foreshadowing he's gonna blow everything up he wants to blow up the sacred timeline that's what this uh we have a loki going around with his own personal personalized chewing well uh, now that we talk about it look Maybe, and hear hear me out. Maybe Loki has found out by the end of this that the the TVA is actually an evil corporation, and he's going around now in those different times, giving out kablooey gum, and mm. trying to get rid of certain things that have to do with the timeline, and and he's trying to rescue all the different timelines now or something like, and they're they're you know, labeling him as evil. So then the new Loki variant that they have will go after him. So this old Loki variant is going to be like, listen, dude, I know you're after me for whatever, but like, we have to do this because Owen Wilson is Mephisto or whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe they do it over and over again. And this Loki (laughs) is going to kill the uh, old one and take his place. And then, you know, time it's gonna they're go just in a stuck in a time loop yeah i mean you know apparently the tva is just existing in a time loop he even said it happens over and over again at one point mobius says that line so like it you know that's true time and time again you do this you do this and over and over again it, it mm. goes to this and goes to this so yeah that that makes sense unless he's talking about all the different timelines because they're, it, I mean, it seems right now like they're struggling to keep up with all the different, like, you know, mm-hmm. variations of the timeline. So, I did appreciate um, Owen Wilson's acting during that scene when he's telling the kid basically go outside. You can tell he's sad that he has to do it. That maybe he doesn't agree with the T TVA's methods. 
maybe we'll see more of that throughout the show. He's just old now. He's starting to have a heart, and he's <laughs> going to try and make up for all of his old mistakes is kind of what I feel like he's going to end up doing. Okay. Everyone keeps telling him, you know, don't mess with Loki. Don't do it. And he's like, screw you guys. I have my own agenda, you know. <laughs> um, speaking of that, we then go to the court with the three um, time lords in the background. Uh, we have the judge and everything, and she calls out Loki, uh, Lofi son. She doesn't call him Odin son. Because right. that's that's who he is. He's he's the whatever Loferd Loferdy. He's uh, Lofi's. Um, yeah. And he was he was also labeled as variant L one one three zero, and he was on a sequence case of 7 2089 i couldn't find anything that referenced to that date but that you know that's july 20th 1989 that seems like that would be some kind of hint to a particular date in marvel history because marvel loves doing that with numbers hmm. but i also Sometimes couldn't find anything with like uh with the date from france or any of the other dates they gave too. So maybe they're actually just uh red herring people this time. You know, and it's it's almost too much if every single time you see a sequence of numbers it's a reference to something like that. Yeah. That's almost too much. So I mean I I'm cool with them not all having like a significant meaning. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying did, to find it, but Chip, how did you feel about uh, Loki's plea to the judge? Um, it's pretty good, pretty funny. When he's pleading guilty to like all of his badassery, but <laughs> it's like, but not to like breaking their timeline. Like I just, I don't know. He just did a really good job. Hiddleston's great as Loki. Him um, trying to summon his daggers was pretty hilarious. <laughs> that that was a good part. Uh, Josh, when he said you should blame the Avengers for him being a variant, but then the judge immediately coming back and saying, no, the Avengers did what they were supposed to do. You know, but if that means that this would happen, it's a predetermined path, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, but he wasn't supposed to pick up the Tesseract. Okay, but it's going to happen every single time. Mm, yeah, every timeline yeah, that they come back to try and steal that Tesseract because it's predetermined now. Does that mean did. that? Does that mean that they get this variant every single time? Maybe. Um, I did write down though in my first note of this episode. Once again, the Avengers fucked everything up. Mm -hmm. So I totally agree with Loki that, you know, if they didn't go back in time to change all this stuff, he wouldn't be there. So technically, they were the ones to break the timeline. They were the ones to, you know, cause the stir that got him to pick up the Tesseract and travel. So maybe, uh, maybe when Hulk knocks Stark back the case isn't supposed to open 
there's something and that's, there's, I mean, and that's cause I mean the, like something went wrong. That's the point. Mm-hmm. That's why it became right. a Nexus event. So like, yeah, so I feel like it wouldn't happen every time. Um, because that's what like that's what makes it a nexus event because it wasn't supposed to happen it doesn't happen every time but this one instance it did and it created a branch because of that yeah i still i agree with loki though i still think that the avengers are the ones to have messed it up and they're gonna have to be the ones to fix it again i love how she uh the judge says uh we're not here to talk about the avengers and loki just like looks all quizzical no like yeah yeah like trying to turn everything around like he's not even on trial like no i thought thought that's why we were here well and he's still so like he just got picked up like he Mm -hmm. literally 20 minutes before that was just fighting the avengers Mm -hmm. so he's still reeling from his hate from them you know or hate of them now with uh with all of that going on Josh, do you feel like maybe the TVA has completely taken away the freedom of choice of people then? Like I don't think the TVA instance... has. I think maybe the the actual like time gods have the three statues or the three people that they keep referencing. I think that... they might have gotten to the point where they're like, you know, we ha- we control everything and there's nothing that you guys can do about it anymore because like we are the universe or whatever i would see something i could see something from eternals um explaining a little more about them so what would you say if i told you that the tva is disney and marvel outside of the series that everything is predetermined what would you say if i told you like how would you feel like all right so if i told you that they're basically saying this is the storyline. This is the path it has to follow. There is no variant variation to any of this. You know, doesn't it seem like, hey, this is the set of movies we're putting out. It can't change. And this is kind of exploring that little offshoot. It's like a fourth wall breakage, kind of. I guess, but uh, they openly admit that they didn't expect Guardians of the Galaxy to, Galaxy to perform as well as it did. And they had to pivot to accommodate for those characters. So they might have a plan in place, but they always pivot. They always do different storylines. I mean, directors themselves have said that, like, you know, they, the Marvel, yes, they have their certain room of writers and showrunners and stuff. And the directors are there basically just to direct movies in their style and direct you know someone else's script and stuff but they have talked about scripts getting changed and things like happening because of storylines that are getting moved around i mean the black panther storyline you know that they're pivoting for that right now oh yeah they have to Mm -hmm. um they they announced yes they announced black panther too but then they had to turn around and announce the wakanda series because they're gonna have to explain something in that series that leads up to black panther 2 and i mean honestly a lot of this this timeline stuff could be so they can pivot so they're adding all these different timelines so it gives them a little more freedom to tell different stories 
And then if they need to, just send Owen Wilson in there and just nuke the whole timeline at the end and good to go. (laughs) But those characters will still exist somewhere else. So it's like Captain America, he's going to be back. Chris Evans and and Robert Downey Jr. are going to be back. It's just going to be in different variants. They're going to come in from different timelines. A different actor playing them. Maybe or or that, too. You know, I mean, the possibilities now that they've opened up this can are endless. Yeah, yeah, I like like, your uh, that's the that's the thing with the Nexus, the Nexus uh, creatures. So like Mm. in every different branch, no matter what happens, Wanda Maximoff becomes the Scarlet Witch. But. In ev- but that's not the case for every character. Like in some timelines, they chose Bucky, and Bucky was Captain America, and Steve was Bucky. Um, like in some time, in some different, in some times, Loki was the uh, Frost Giant, or Lo- uh, Thor was the Frost Giant's kid, and Loki was the Worthy One. Um, there's into possibilities they've done all sorts of like twists um there's one where like dr strange has spider-man powers and he's like the spider supreme or like soldier supreme i think it's like steve rogers becomes dr strange basically like they have all sorts of like weird amalgams that they can do too it'll be interesting future ones they can do kids they can do mashup of kids that they do in the future but those kids don't actually like exist that was just like one variant's kid way down the line. So, like, I don't know. They can do all sorts of secret wars and, like, ooh, it'll be fun. Speaking yeah. of those what-ifs, stay tuned after uh, after the stream because we have the preview for the what-if series. And I believe we see a few things. Maybe Marvel zombies. Maybe some uh, Peggy Carter as Captain Britain. Stay tuned. There, it'll be definitely a great trailer. Yeah, um, unfortunately, we don't have Loki episode, a Loki episode two trailer yet because we're so quick on the draw that we're uh, reviewing this episode or all episodes the day they premiere. So most of the time, we're not going to have a trailer for you at the end of these shows, but yep. we're going to try our best to have something there. <laughs> and I get the feeling that every episode. Uh, after this one, we will probably have a lot of corrections. Mm. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, um, indeed. So, after um, there is a scene that we see the TVA society out of a window, uh, Mobius and Loki, and we get some new music during that scene. And I just got to say, I'm really liking like the synth sound that they brought over from Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. and it's it almost gives me a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy feel with it nice um, i didn't even think about that that's awesome but th- the cool thing about that entire surrounding is i don't see a an end to it it just looks like it goes on for infinite like time is in- infinite hmm let me uh let me just uh do something here. i was gonna save this for my shot of the show but i'll just do it right now you're talking this go. guy right uh-huh. yeah so this is the actual city all behind me here let me take my ugly face out of here real quick <laughs> uh oh wrong one 
There we go. So this is the the whole city, basically. Yes. And uh, I don't know, man. It it does look like it goes on forever. I like Chip's theory, though, that it kind of looks like a clock, like the in, yeah. inner workings of a clock or something. I think that's pretty Definitely. cool. Uh, there's also the Time Lords there holding up a central uh, location. Dude, um, I like the stock ticker. It's just ticking away, telling them if there's any crazy variants going on. Nexus event. Nexus event. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that is a really sweet shot, though, for sure. Um, we then get the interview with Mobius. Uh, or is it an interview or would you consider it an interrogation? A little bit of both. both. I feel, I feel like it's, I feel like it's an interview an interrogation and a therapy session all at once. I feel like it's master manipulation. Like absolutely. Like, like, (laughs) like I feel it's master manipulation. Mobius like understands the character development that Loki goes through and that Loki like kind of redeems himself in the end. And he like, he's like literally manipulating Loki into like having all these realizations and like going through his character development in like a condensed period. That way he can then use this redeemed Loki. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know, Mobius, he's a master manipulator. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I don't know. I, 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 I like that now because it I feel like he kind of went through his whole character development from the next six movies in five minutes. Yeah. You know? ex- yeah. I 100% huh. agree. 100%. I like that. That's a good call. I'm sorry. I got to take parts of the costume off this skin. That's not allowed. I wasn't part of the deal. <laughs> I, I took I took the belt off. The, the, the bustier is still on. The boostier. <laughs> um, still looking still looking great over there. <laughs> I like that you shaved for it. Yes, yes. I uh I did. Oh, I met your chest. <laughs> no, it's it's still there. Oh, that's um, that's wonderful. So <laughs> you guys are great. <laughs> we got a little bit of insight into DB Cooper. Uh, yeah, we did, did. You guys, did you know who DB Cooper was before this? Yeah, I watched without a paddle. I remember. You know, I had my theories, and I'm glad that they were confirmed. <laughs> yep. I see. Yeah. I like that Thor and Heimdall were in on it as well. That it wasn't just Loki being an asshole and trying to mess with people. It was literally a bet. That seems so, yeah, that seems so weird. I lost a bet, so I had to... But you gotta remember, like, first movie Thor was just a frat boy. He was just cosmic frat boy. So, I mean, it makes sense. very true. And I'm sure he picked on Loki for a long time. I mean, Mm. Loki doesn't turn Thor into a snake. Or turn into a snake and bite him for no reason, you know? I mean, Thor's gotta have messed with him. He knew I loved snakes, so I picked it up, of course. <laughs> turned into a, he turned back into Loki, and he stabbed me. Bah! <laughs> it's like the best scene in Ragnarok. That shit kills I, me every I, single time. 
it's funny because <laughs> I don't even think that was originally in the script. I, I think I remember hearing a story about Chris Hemsworth, like just making you know, that talking up. <laughs> out his talking out his ass during a, a, a little thing. That. And they were like, you know what? We're going to keep that because it's just it's perfect. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm sure Taika Waititi gave him some freedoms too when it comes to like, you know, oh yeah, ad libbing and stuff. Um, oh, for sure. So there was a point in the little interrogation interview that um, Mobius repeatedly asked a question, and it was a singular question. He asked it three or four times. Do you enjoy hurting people? Hmm. That's that master manipulation right there coming through. So we know we know the significance of this question by the end of the episode. But at the time, it felt like Loki might have been dodging it a little bit. Did you absolutely was dodging it when he asked that? How like what were you thinking at the time of Loki's answer? Well, I mean, the critic in me immediately was like, oh, he's going to break him down. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of hoping to see a little bit of like, hell yeah, I enjoy hurting people. Have you watched my videos? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, Loki always lies. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I, I think... I, I partially think that that was, uh, I think that that was actually partially him doing an actual interrogation, uh, mm-hmm. partially because I, that specific question, I, I almost felt like he was more getting insight onto the, uh, the evil variant. Mm-hmm. Um, like, cause they really have no info on that guy other than it's a Loki variant and he's killing off their dudes, or at least that's all we've been told so far. So it, it's all it's almost like does this guy have a master plan or is he just like killing people off for the sake of killing people off and so that definitely like solidifies that this guy is a man with a plan rather than just a sociopath out working people now i don't know if you caught it but we do know that all of these killings have only been in the last week as well uh h92 i believe was the the Minuteman who said that, that there had been six killings in a week. Yep. Of crew. He's also and the then, one at the end of the episode. Yeah. Did you catch that same guy? Cool. Yep. So it, it's not mm. anyone that we thought it would be. <laughs> we were all wrong on that one. He's just random Minuteman. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. Because we thought it was going to be, what's his name? Captain yes. America. I definitely agree, Chip, that I felt Russell. like he was trying to get you know, are you capable of just hurting people for the pleasure of hurting it, hurting people? Or was there a triggering event for the variant? Mm. Because That's maybe true, too. Because, the... like, any question he's asking him is, like, he's asking the variant, too. Yeah. So, I mean. And he, I, I love that he plays up the whole, you know, I'm smart. Yeah, you are you know that whole line there it was just mobius playing playing loki the entire time and loki he is intelligent but i think he he's in over his head when he deals with certain people 
I love the way that Owen Wilson starts that whole thing off too with I mean that I kind of labeled this uh episode Loki uh Loki versus Owen because mm-hmm. I mean it, it was basically a battle of wits until someone broke and Loki obviously was going to was going to break because you know the mother scene uh, well, the mother scene and Owen Wilson knows what he's doing. What is his freaking name? Mobius. Um, God, I keep I'm I'm you know you guys know me. I'm so bad with that. You're fine. Um, but like, I like how he describes Loki as just a little pussy cat. You know, he's like <laughs> he's like we're like what? Yeah, he's like we're looking for real uh, bad variants. You're just a little pussy cat. We're not too worried about you. And Loki's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And like, just just backhanding him the whole time, but breaking him down at the same time. You know, like it was, it was a very interesting way of getting Loki to admit, you know, that he's not just out to hurt people, that he's got some daddy issues. I feel like, and that you know he's he's trying to prove himself um it was basically what i under from from what i gathered there's he finally admits that he's just trying to prove himself yeah and um i think once once he finally breaks down to that point owen wilson mobius then knows he's like oh i've won okay he's on my side now so if they are chasing an actual Loki variant, he's at least got this variant on his side to fight alongside him. Um, now I'm still starting to think that the variant that they're hunting is the same variant Mobius is breaking. Same dude, just out of time, you know. Like maybe, maybe the variant of the variant. Yeah. Like maybe yeah. he take maybe he takes Loki on this whole journey to find this killer, and the killer is actually a variant that knows about the TVA now. Knows all that their knows stuff. what they're doing. Knows that they're hunting or taking Loki on the hunt. And maybe and the all, variant is he's just trying to get it. rid of the TVA. Yep, because as they said in the beginning, you know everything. You've done this thousands of times, or you know every time this happens. You know, it goes the same way. Mm-hmm. And so, who knows? Maybe the variant, the second variant. Oh, man, we're getting real crazy. My head's starting to break. But this, maybe the second variant is the one that caused Loki to travel to Mongolia. He did something there that helped him get the Tesseract that then helped him travel to Mongolia to be out of the normal timeline and pulled in by the, by the TVA. That's a uh, very it, convoluted very, story. It's very convoluted, but but, but I, as I Chip said, this could points. get very convoluted here. That it <laughs> it could be, you know, variant versus variant, but it's the same exact one. It's like this one was what uh, variant one zero three something, mm-hmm. and so this one's one zero three zero point five. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> um, so oh, did you notice like on IMDb? episode number they uh it's episode number 1.1 and then episode two is going to be number 1.2 kind of playing into the playing into the variants numering 
numeration. Yeah, kind of. That's also. I mean, that's. I mean, they they do that though, right? I mean, most seasons, mm-hmm. it's season one, episode one, season one, episode two. Next year, it'll be, or next season, it'll be season two point one. You know, season two. Maybe I, I don't spend a lot of time on IMDb. I'm not sure how. Maybe that is like just their uniform format. I, I, I mean, I it's just like, oh, is that how they're like labeling their episodes for this? It's, hmm. <laughs> it's very possible that they're they're doing that for that reason. But I I, th- I just think that I don't I don't know if that's like. I, I do think we're gonna <laughs> end the series with like five Lokis forming a D and D type party to go after the big bad. Um, I do think that's going to kind of be the uh, finale. I can see that. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Oh, man. What if it's... Oh, you know how Loki can uh, shapeshift, but he can also send mirror images of himself? mm -hmm. What if if it's a mirror image of himself trapped in another (laughs) timeline? I, I I would think that the magic would fail. It wouldn't, I don't think it would have its own agency. Yeah. No, um, you're right. So then we get, uh, speaking of the variant killing uh, others, we then get B-15 coming into the uh, room telling her, t- telling Mobius, you know, there's been another uh, hit. Killing. Basically. Yeah. Uh, so Mobius, you know, helps Loki up real quick. Loki steals the rewind disc time disc which is hilarious sure. i love the that time twister time disc thing time twister time twister yeah okay awesome. and they exit the room so then you know logi escapes uh there is a part that i noticed while he is in the hallway like when he first blips out do you did you guys see who comes through the little blip door off to his side the scroll not the scroll. That was at oh. that was actually at the, the beginning, beginning in the yeah, ticket right. ticket right. area. This is in the hallway before he meets Casey. Um, we, if you go back and you watch it, and I only caught it. I, it was probably my third third watch through, and uh, the there is a time officer that walks out of the gate, and he has a woman wearing a collar. The woman looks like Peggy Carter. Like fifties mm. kind of get up with the curled mm. hair. It looks very similar to Peggy Carter. It might have been a nod. I could just be um, imagining things, but I thought she did. Uh, so I watched part of it in the morning. Uh, Reconixie mm-hmm. asks, "What the? How did you manage to watch the show three times on release day?" The easy answer is I watched part of it in the morning. I watched part of it at lunch and I watched it twice after work right in a row. Dedication. That's dedication. That's what I did. I watched it twice right after work. I actually woke up at five 30 this morning to try and watch it this morning, mm-hmm. but uh, I did not. I went back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, we then get him running around and we, we get to see our favorite time time employee, Casey. Uh, he is totally going to be my favorite employee from the time department. Uh, we named a segment after him. We'll get to it in a minute, but we named a segment after him. He so he's, <laughs> uh, so Loki threatens him. And when he's threatening him, did you guys 
how did you guys feel about that entire scenario? I I was blown away by the comedic relief of it. But you mean when he time, threatened him like the dude in Scream threatened Drew Barrymore? Yeah, I'll get you like a fish. <laughs> or Sydney. Yeah. I'm gonna get you like a fish. <laughs> and uh his immediate reaction was, What is a fish? What's a fish? <laughs> yeah. So that you know, I need there's... I need to know how how what a fish is so I can determine whether or not I <laughs> whether or not I can comply. Yeah, I need to know the threat to comply. Oh, it's um, great. It was just it was like perfect comedic timing on the part of Casey, and he played off the scared yet like confused by what Loki was saying. Um. But then he stands up and he gets into his drawer to get the the Tesseract for Loki. Mm -hmm. And we get, like I said, a lot more questions just from this little instance. But we see a treasure trove within inside this chest. Josh, do you want to explain what you saw? Uh, I just saw a shit ton of Infinity Stones. Um, I didn't see much else other than that because I was so... I was like, whoa, like he, they open the drawer or the case and there's just like 10 infinity stones sitting right there. And now that you guys say that these little time bombs are destroying all of that timeline, I'm wondering if they're like, someone's going out and collecting stones and then blowing up the timeline. Like, ha Thanos, peace. <laughs> just leaving a bomb, you know. Maybe. I mean, because <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, and I guess Thanos would never know about this place because even Mobius at the beginning says, mm-hmm. tells Loki, "Oh, you don't know about this because you didn't need to know about it." Yep. And so I, it's it's a like you said, it brings up a lot more questions. Like how many other timelines how many other universes have they destroyed and why did they have so many infinity stones did did they fall into the wrong hands like because it looked like there was a lot of time stones in there yeah Mm -hmm. so did did those fall into the wrong hands and they have to go collect those time stones but then also destroy that whole timeline anyway i mean yeah to me it seems like it's just a collection it's like trophies you know, oh yeah, yep. this is from timeline C seventy five, and you know, before I took it off of Tony Stark, I you know, whatever. The speaking of Tony I, Stark, did you catch the arc reactors in Casey's cabinet? Mm-hmm. Or I did not. Arc? There are two different arc reactors. Huh? Two. How many were there? Two. Two. There were two. How many did you count? I wrote multiple because I wasn't sure. I know two okay. for sure, but I thought there might have been a third one in there. Maybe, but it, maybe I saw two for sure. by something. Interesting. Um, they're different. The, they they are. The, each one is uh, the the main one that you see is the one that is given to Pepper Potts after uh, the, she um, pulls that one out. Which is the first one, which would have been the one in his chest when he went through the hole in space in the first Avengers movie. Mm -hmm. So, like, maybe one version didn't come back. And that's where they ended up with that arc reactor. Because that would split the timeline if he's supposed to come back. Well, there's 
see, and that that's not the thought that I had with it. The thought I had with it was um, Pepper Potts didn't do it correctly and killed Stark on the table. And oh. then the t- TVA showed up and took Pepper. Possible. It's possible. I mean... I mean, that's very likely... That- that could very likely have happened in a timeline. She messed up on the surgery. Josh's head is like melting at this point. You know, I, <laughs> I, you I, would, almost say that, I would almost say that that's a better <sighs> theory than mine. Like yours is like more sound. I would say that's a good one. I need, I need to sleep on this for sure, because there's so much. I think that, more so... time stones being there makes sense for sure. Cause people are using the time stones irresponsibly they break their timeline. Right. TVA comes in, right. grabs the stone, erases the timeline. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I like, they like wouldn't they have had... to take the stone. So, it is kind of like trophy at that point. It's yeah. just like, eh, another paperweight. Yeah. So, do you guys want to know the actual counts on how many stones were in that case? Please enlighten us, Wonder Roy Man. So, Chip, you're correct. Six time stones. There are two mind stones. Those are the large golden ones. There are four power stones. Those are the red, uh, not red, uh, the purple ones. And then there are one space stone, not not including the Tesseract because the Tesseract hadn't been broken. Right. And there are six reality stones in there as mm. well. Mm. Reality is just another way to warp time. That That makes a lot of sense. But no soul stones, right? No soul stones. stones. Not one soul stone. Well, Uh, you also have to give up someone that you love to get it, so... With Wanda running around, like... Like, I don't know. With Wanda running around fucking shit up, like... (laughs) Maybe, like... Maybe they do have some reality stones, like... Maybe it reacts differently to her sometimes the first time they interact with each other. No, that's the mind stone that she has a reaction with. She has with, isn't the mind it? stone yeah. in her. So never mind. Yeah. The reality stone is so, uh, Antonio Banderas has that one. Uh, the soul it, wait, stone. What's that? Sorry, what's his, collector. what's his name? Yeah, the, the collector. collector. Yeah, yeah. Benicio so, del Toro. Benicio del Toro. Yes. Yeah, my bad. I don't know how so, I got those two confused. Those. The soul stone has the ability to control life and death. Um, but not bring it can kill people or restore people but it takes the reality stone to make it real Hmm. that's why that combo was always kind of powerful but the like uh, the soul stone chip you said earlier you could trap souls in it and it's like a soul world or something like that Mm. Um, well we see that in um, endgame uh, Gamora's souls stuck in there, and then uh, yes, yeah, Black Widow. Yep, Black Widow um, now too. Yep. The now inside the case, there's a few other things. Uh, there is a pendant that I'm not exactly sure where it looked, where it's from, but it definitely looked like a Nova Corps pendant, uh, which could be something. There's a dagger with a dragon on its pommel uh that could be from eternals could be there is a a large silver cross that could be uh a blade lead in later morbius yep 
there's a picture of a woman that looks like it's from probably the early 1900s. Don't really, you can't get a real good look on it, but it's definitely a woman and it's definitely mm. tagged. And somebody's going to blow this up at some point and figure out exactly what it is. There's a bunch oh, yeah. of marbles, obviously, thinking about the stuff you've lost your marbles. And then there's a $5,000 poker chip in there. And there's more, but it's really hard to tell what it is. Okay. Those are the, the big things that are easily notable that you can pick out. Interesting. Is so. it the photograph that has the tag on it? I'd see something had like a uh, identification tag on it, but I like, yeah, there's so off to the top and I have to throw my cape to the side to do that. Um, but off to the top, there is like a, looks like a CD case with a tag. And then it, the tag is either attached to the cross or the picture. Okay. And it, it's, it probably attached to the cross, but it, it's laying right across the two of them. Okay. Yeah, there's that like paper tag. Mm. I did notice that, but I couldn't make out what it said. It also looked like there might have been a like some kind of ticket in there, like a plane ticket or a concert ticket, but like I said, mm. it, certain things are hard to tell. Uh at this point, we also get the the major realization from Loki that this is true power. He sees yeah. those invented stones and you see just the emotion and the color just disappear from his face. I, I feel like his brain just explodes right there when he sees mm. all those stones. Cause he's like, I've worked my entire life to get this stupid Tesseract and you guys have mm -hmm. like 20 stones. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> Dude, having multiple of the same one, like that shit's mind blowing. Yeah. Because I mean, his you know the whole time he's thought that there's only one of each stone, mm -hmm. because according to Thanos and all the legends and all that stuff, there's only one of each powerful stone. True. So this show is just kind of showing to or proving to us that the Infinity Stones mean dick in the MCU. Yep. You also, know Thanos nothing, was just Yeah, Thanos was just the beginning, and by the end of this whole thing, he's gonna be just a pussycat. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, what, Chip, there is a series of comics that this is vaguely familiar, like a lead in. It's, is it the Secret Wars or is it Battle World? I can't remember which storyline was more reminiscent. Of well, the Secret the Wars take place on Battle World. So, yeah. Oh, maybe that's uh, what I'm okay. thinking. No, but that's fully but, what it is. It's Secret Wars. Um, they're pulling in different versions of heroes from different realities okay. and having them fight so with that we're i i think we're easily setting up for something that's going to dwarf end game and in infinity the infinity saga do you think mm. this will be the capstone of the marvel universe or do you think they'll try and continue afterwards oh they're going to continue as long as they're making money i personally don't want this series to matter in the grand scheme of things like i don't want this series to actually have any bearing on the rest of the movies um like for me my ideal way that this show plays out is a couple episodes of like them going out and finding different variants of loki he recruits a few of them to help fight the big bad 
they fight the big bad Loki at the end, and then they end the se- the season with like Loki assuming a role as Mobius's partner, and then we can mm-hmm. go forward with like another season of like crazy nonsense where you can do whatever you want because you're blowing up the timelines afterwards anyway. So it never affects the real universe because they're keeping that all together. So like mm-hmm. in my mind, my ideal way this plays out is like it's basically isolated because they're so far above everybody else. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know the real, the real Marvel universe, the six one six is like ants to them, to the TVA. So like, it's almost like a self-contained story because it's not touching the rest of the stuff because they're just keeping the rest of the stuff on track. And so like you can do multiple seasons of this because like, again, this Loki has no place in the real timeline. He had his, he had his part to play. So like okay. the variant, could it well go forward as a time cop basically? See, and I, I think, I think multiverse of madness is going to be like a direct sequel to this like loki and the tva is going to be another big bad for the movies like it could like, even he could even pop up in spider-man that's and you know? that's probably more likely I'm just, that's just um yeah ideally, i think that's the way i would see this like playing out would be like basically uh, its own thing yeah, yeah and i mean they're, they're gonna i think this phase of marvel or this next big setup is gonna be you know, all about time and, and the um, multiverse. And then by the end of it, they're just going to use all these time bombs and just blow up every other thing. Or <laughs> maybe not maybe not that bad, but they're going to get rid of all these other timelines and there'll be one solid line again that's different. You know, like, and they'll be like, shit, now we got to, you know, fix this or something. But... One way or the other, the Avengers are going to screw it up. Yeah. Play out so. everybody's contracts. Reset yep. the reset the storyline with like all your young Avengers and your next generations and stuff and you know, just go forward from there. Yep. And see, I so I think the first and I've said this for so long and I'll continue to say it, but I think the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to have three different ages, quote unquote. So what we just finished up with Infinity War and they're going to, to me, it mimics, you know, the comics, but the Infinity Saga, that 24 movies was the golden age of the MCU. This right now phases, you know, four, five and six or five, six and seven. It's going to be the silver age. Right. And then after that, the next three phases going to be the bronze age. And so then we're going to have the entire gold, silver, and bronze age of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which could go on for the next 10, 15, 20 years. And it would be almost identical to what the comics did in you know the 40s up until the 90s. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just going to be stories told that way. It'll be different characters, however they want to do it. But I, I don't think, even with this, story and this little phase i think in the grand scheme of things this is going to go on for a long time and we could see these characters pop up you know seven years from now and have you know completely forget about the tva and the the timekeepers and all that stuff but then they pop up somewhere because 
you know, they need to be used again or something. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just, I think this is just going to go on forever and I'm okay with it. That's, uh, I like that thought. I really do. Um, Thanks. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't really <laughs> elaborate more on it just because it's, it's a good thought, you know? It makes a lot of sense. Um, I guess there was one other thing uh, right around this point in the show that I don't know if you guys saw, but there was a lead into, I think I made a mistake wearing this costume too early. I think I should be dressed normal. And I believe that's because there is a poster in the hallway that says the TVA is always watching. And we got a graffiti in Falcon and Winter Soldier that said the power broker is always watching. Oh, so great. Here we go. I, 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 <laughs> I truly think that uh, we made a mistake with this and the power broker is actually in the TVA. I think the poster to... says the TVA is watching. Um, I don't think it says always watching. Um, I'm sure it says always watching. Uh, it might. I mean, it's possible. It, it's literally a dude, uh, like a dude in the shadows looking down and his eyes are looking right at the, the part that says always watching. Hmm. And I thought it was great because it's Gosh. very reminiscent of the power broker being a pair of eyes looking down at the always watching. All right. Well, I get, you know, I guess we're going to have to put a pin in this argument until we get Kevin Feige on the show. So, yes. Uh, so, Kevin, if you were listening, we would be happy to have you. Um, just answer a couple questions. No big deal. Yeah. Just a little bit of time. Uh, we'll sign the NDAs. We just need, you know, clarification for ourselves. Keep it cash. <laughs> Yep, and then once everything is explained in real time, we'll do we'll do our next podcast on that. Yeah. Um, I have nothing to say to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I would say, did... I mean, that's that's probably about the whole show, right? That is. Did we? Just I, I feel about like the whole show covered pretty much the entire thing. I. I don't have any more notes to go over other than our last two segments. Did you guys have any other pressing notes? Did you guys no. catch Stan Lee's cameo? Because we have to be very creative with his cameos now. I heard his voice. Where did I hear his voice? I didn't. Oh. I didn't hear his voice. Did I not? I, did I not hear his voice? Maybe I. I maybe I, I messed that up. A, I thought there was a picture that looked like him, but I wasn't gonna say say yeah, anything. You know, a lot of people are a lot of people are saying that it looks a lot like him, and I feel like that's not a coincidence. They uh, they had his mm. face on a magazine in the Venom trailer too, so mm-hmm. he's still gonna be in most of the stuff. They just have to be creative. Yeah, he'll, he'll be around. Um, so Josh, yeah, you said we had a new segment that I believe we're calling uh, Casey's Cart. Yes, we're going to call this segment. We're going to move on to our segments. And this first one, it is called Casey's Cart. Um, It's very reminiscent of the sudden but inevitable Simon Says. Um, But with Casey's Cart, we're opening opening up his treasure trove and taking out our favorite line and or shot from each episode. Or both. Um... 
so I think I think we should start with Roy. I think we should start with the host. What what's your favorite line or shot or both? So this I I am gonna go with a line because this this entire this little just exchange had me rolling every time I watched the episode, and it was the scene where he is getting ready to go through the the temporal detector mm-hmm. or the soul detector, and he says, "What if I'm a robot?" and didn't know it and the guy so matter of factly (laughs) and just like he's in a rush the machine will melt you from the inside out please move along sir (laughs) just no hesitation he's like right through uh... it and i just i giggled hysterically when he said the machine will melt you from the inside out please move along. there's mad scorch marks on that machine too like (laughs) (laughs) People got pretty wrecked for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, Chip, what's your line and/or shot of the show? Um, I just, uh, I I liked the repeated callbacks to, uh, like my favorite line would be uh, when Mobius realizes that Loki pickpocketed the time twister from him. He said, "A mischievous scamp." Scamp. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Line. Mischievous scamp. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to remember my exact line. My shot of the show is my background now, which is what I showed earlier. It's the I love that pan out from the um to show the whole city of the TVA. I thought that was super, super cool. Um, my line though was it was used twice. And this is why I like it so much, because it was when Loki was describing um to incite fear in the weak and the talking about you know why he does what he does or or something like that and it he used it once in like a maniacal way the first time he used it it was it was to say um that he was powerful and then the second time he used it was to kind of show that he was broken um mm-hmm. god i i wish i would have wrote that thing down um, yeah, so he, that's when he finally like answers the question. Like, you asked me why I killed people. It's because I had to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to put on an illusion. Yep. That I was something um, else. Let me see. Let me see. I, I might. I might have been able to find it here. But, but yeah, I just. I really liked how you really saw how how destroyed Loki was to say that because, you know, the whole time it's been his motto or or whatever and uh and now you realize that his motto is because he's actually like broken and he's got his daddy issues and he needs to <laughs> come to terms with that i guess is what i what i liked about that cuz he did kind of come to terms with the fact that he's not you know all of god here we go um I don't enjoy hurting people. I don't enjoy it. I do it because I have to, because it's part of the illusion. It's the cruel, elaborate trick conjured by the weak to inspire fear. And then he describes that, you know, he's the illusion and he conjures these tricks to, you know, because he's weak and he needs to show people that he's big and strong. And I, I just thought that was kind of a, a meaningful line that was used in two really good ways. So that that's that's my line. So 
from the show. The first one, uh, he used it first to describe the TVA itself, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Thank you. Good call. Um, um the next. The... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say the next segment, um, it doesn't have a bumper yet, but it will by next week because that's my plan now. Um, well, what is this next segment, Roy, man? Uh, I don't know if we've figured out a true name, but we're going to oh, call come it on. the variants of variable variables of the show. No, no. Uh, what are, what are no, we going you had, you had the good name. You're the one. That we agreed with the wow so many, factor. The wow, wow. factor. <laughs> This is where we give each episode um, a rating between one and ten variants. So this is the wow factor. Wow. <laughs> I can't do Owen Wilson's wow. It's all about the Obviously. Slight, it's all about the slight head shake for me. He's just, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. All I want right. his action figure for sure. Why don't why oh, don't man, we start definitely with, uh... pre-ordered it? <laughs> <laughs> why don't we uh, start with Chip this time on how many variants this show deserves? Oh man, probably. Uh, I'm gonna give it a very enthusiastic eight just because I have high hopes for where uh, it's going to take us. So I feel like I want a little bit of room to be like, nope, this episode was the best. It's the 10. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a very enthusiastic eight. I didn't have very many gripes, but I feel like they're going to, they're going to pop our skulls in a couple episodes. So. Sounds pretty good. You said that Josh. same thing about Falcon winter soldier. And I feel like our heads <laughs> didn't pop at all. Did I Someone say lost they were going to pop our heads, though? <laughs> I feel like... No, I was... no, I, I did. I kept saying that. And I'm also... I'm still telling myself that about the Bad Batch because that show has been a bit of a disappointment, too, but... I've liked it <laughs> quite a bit. I, I'm caught up on it, so... It's I mean, we, we're we doing Quest Me. Justin and I are running Quest Me. And uh, we've been very unenthusiastic. Like, we still have fun talking about it and whatnot, but, like, the, the episodes just aren't what we thought they were going to be. So check out Quest Me um, because it's kind of fun to see how disappointed two Super Star Wars fans are. <laughs> mm, I hear uh, you. Now you know how I feel when we found out Power Broker was Sharon Carter. <laughs> Power yeah, Broker, yeah, the yeah. Sharon Carter story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. I'm gonna rate this one actually an eight point five. I'm gonna I'm gonna one up you on that. Originally I had it at a nine, um, but I do agree with Chip that I would like to add more room to 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 grow, I guess, to give other episodes a nine that might deserve that instead of a ten. Um, and the reason I give it the eight point five instead of the eight is because I love the setup. I love the questions. I love the character introductions. Um, Everything about this episode was great. Uh, there wasn't a lot that I had to complain about at all. So I'm definitely excited for more. More. Roy, what did all you, right. how many variants are you give him this? Yeah, so eight, eight and a half variants. Okay. 
So originally I was actually going to give it a 7.5 because a lot of it was, uh, for me, it was already information that we had. So it was just kind of like a recap episode Hmm. uh, with minor new things, but there was still a lot and it left me with a lot more questions, not just about the story, but uh, moral aspects. Hmm. But I am going to bump it from a 7.5 to an 8 because I am so glad to watch this after MODOK, that disaster of a show. Um, <laughs> I think this deserves a little bit of a bump just from that. <laughs> Still hating on MODOK, huh? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, and now that we got the uh, cosplay out of you, uh, you're off the show. And... Uh... <laughs> Oh, yeah. man. Look, Modoc wasn't as good as we all thought it was going to be, but it was still fun. I mean, come on, man. This is good for what it was. I, I can't it. still continually it debatable on whether it was actually fun or just, like, um, painfully shoving a fork in your ear. Oh, um, my goodness. But with that being said, do you guys have anything left to say about the episode or any upcoming events, shout-outs, anything like that that you want to give out quick? Oh man, I I don't. So, and the reason I don't have any marvelous shout outs this week, not because I'm not trying, but I do a couple other shows where I also have shout outs. So, <laughs> listen to SBI for some shout outs. Listen to Quest Me for some shout outs. Listen to Twist My Arm for some shout outs. All of you are getting those shout outs. I've just kind of run out of things to, to shout out right now, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. If I had to choose, I would say all the new followers on on Twitter. I'm eight away from 400, so I can't help but thank you guys all enough for giving us a follow and hanging out. And yeah, uh, Bed, Wet, and Behead podcast is coming up on Twist My Arm. That's the next episode to come out. A big shout out to them for coming and hanging out with us. If you haven't listened to them, go go find them. Bed, Wet, and Behead. It's just like Fuck, Mary Kill but with movies it's really fun so check them out I, I guess that would be that'd be my shout out chip do you got any shout outs yeah i want to uh just a random shout out to uh cosplayer uh that the mcm page follows on uh oh i thought you were talking roy. about roy man <laughs> <Not> roy. <laughs> no. i have to keep no, this a, up uh, cosplayer at the mcm uh instagram follows uh it's uh at armored heart cosplay uh just posted a really dope uh cosplay of lady thor pretty mm. bad um post a lot of really cool like really spot on cosplays uh she designs all the costumes herself makes them all herself so pretty craftsy pretty talented worth a glance all right Cool. Roy, what Uh, about you? What kind of shout outs you got, if any? You know, with trying to prep for the show on such a a quick basis today, you know, watching the things, I completely forgot to prep one. But as always, I will always, always give a big shout out to the people who joined us live. Reconixie, Angie, Jesse, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I want to just, I cannot thank you enough from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you for being marvelous monsters and joining us almost every session. So yes, 
that that is the only shout out that i i i think i want to do tonight is just focus on our our live crowd cool yeah and the live crowd is awesome we love all of you if you ever want to get in on the conversation you can call us at 508-93-TWIST um that's anytime if you want to leave a voicemail for anything uh, or you or you want to call onto any of the shows, the number 508-93-TWIST or 508-938-9478. Um, those phone lines are always open. You just, like I said, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you, we'll play it on the show. Um, any of the shows, Marvel, Sudden But Inevitable, Quest Me, Twist My Arm, wh- wh- whichever one, um, hit us up. And you can also email us as a collective at twistmyarmpodcast.gmail.com. And visit twistmyarmpodcast.com for news and updates on all of these shows. So that's uh, all the other plugs are at the end. If if you guys go listen to the audio version of these shows, we got our amazing pal Jesse uh, doing all of our plugs. So we don't even have to do that anymore. Nice. We've, uh, we've, evol- we've evolved past that. We yeah. are still evolving. <laughs> One step at a time. Yep. I got to pull that up again. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So with that, I think it's a good, uh, good ending point for us. So thank you for watching. I'm Roy. I'm Chip. And I'm Josh. Here is the what if two minute exclusive first look. for listening to marvel canon madness join us on facebook at facebook.com slash marvel canon madness send us your questions and theories on twitter at mcm underscore pod and on instagram at marvel canon madness watch and chat live at twitch.tv slash tma games or youtube.com slash twist my arm podcast marvel canon madness is a twist my arm podcast The views and opinions expressed on this show are held solely by those speaking them. 